the following hello everybody and welcome to the commentary for the kingry season 11 episode 10 hang on i have to scroll and uh find the uh, title here ah yes the physics of finite resources i'm your director dave morgan with me for this is the writer of this episode Catherine pride this is her third time with us so we're really happy to have her back one more time and with us also is our special guest assistant director for this episode, Adam Blamford. Hello, hello. Great to be here. Whose voice you probably recognize from the credits and may not recognize as Mask. Yes, I voice Mask as well. Yes, very evil yes. indeed. We love him yeah. for that. And we start off in the therapy room here with Cat uh, as Tithia and a new actor playing Hebe, Mesh Flyshocker, is joining us as Hebe. Uh, Jason R. Wallace couldn't continue in the role. And we appreciate everything he's done over the years, but uh, Max is able and willing to step in, and so we're happy to have him. I will stepped right in and nailed it. Yes, I, I will miss you, robot boyfriend. <laughs> Hello, new robot boyfriend. <laughs> so yeah, that little ditty that Hebe's humming to himself at the very beginning. Uh, when I heard it, I actually reached out to Max. I actually reached out to Max and asked him. Uh, what is that? In case we need to worry about copyright or anything. He said, no, I, I composed it myself. It's just a little ditty I composed. I said, lovely. Great. More of that, please. <laughs> Thank you. Wait a second. He's doing a great job of making me fall in love with him already. That's fantastic. <laughs> now, when we had auditions come in, we had a lot of people come in, but Max was the one that I felt and Tilly felt just really came in and nailed it. From the start, uh, as far as what had happened before with Hebe, what he sounded like before. Fantastic, yeah. Not that the other people who auditioned were bad. We, we loved all of you and hope you'll audition again. But in this case, Max just uh, nailed it. Well, you want something close. I mean, I mean, it would have been if 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 it had been a dude, bro. Like, you know, I'm a robot Hebe, and I'm so awesome. And that just it would have it would have been an interesting innovation. But I I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that it would have worked for the existing audience. We, we, we build up name recognition. You didn't just give me a little space. You practically gave me the whole set. I only did so out of respect for your feelings. Downloading Dude Bro app. You know, now yeah, you know, no kidding. I want that now. I mean, come on. It's the kingery. Can't there be like robot wacky weed or something that just kind of... You know, makes him more mellow. Makes him want to eat the money. You get some uh, munchies and yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine he be saying, bite my shiny metal ass? Are we allowed to say that? Yes. We're, we're, we're good. You're honest to a fault and she just shuts down. And I mean, in all fairness, if anyone should be filling the story, it's me. We're all walking and talking all over this wonderful emotional scene that Kat wrote here. I'm just not equipped to clean it up. Uh, yeah, well, and, and, and uh, uh, Max is killing it. I'm like, I, I'm sitting, I'm hearing myself like, yeah, okay, whatever. But Max is just making me fall in love. Um, but, uh, um, but I will say that um, this scene was, you know, just like the other one that I had with Palace, where there's a lot of anger and hurt and raw emotion. It was really nice to do the other flip side of this because, um, I mean, we've talked about it throughout the season so far, but be, being Polly, this is a very, very close subject for me, and I'm very pleased and very flattered 
that uh, Tilly is is trusting me to to kind of get to tell the story. Um, and I really was thrilled that we that that I thought it was really important that we have the open communication between her and Hebe as well because that's one of those key things uh, about being Polly is you have to communicate and. Um, it's it's been kind of cool hearing here like like getting to write how Hebe's perceiving it because Hebe was very like clearly unsure about the whole thing but um it was nice to work through it all I really I've, I've really enjoyed writing this episode more put together than I actually feel but it's a great scene and and there's there's a great dynamic going on here that that uh, I, I love it, it's a it's a pleasure to listen to and you're doing just as well as Hebe 2.0. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is, don't this, sell this yourself part of the short. scene right here was a lot of fun because I don't normally get to write comedy for Tithia. I write comedy for a lot of other characters. So I like this little, like, the little, like, no, mm -mm, no. What I realized is that it is not the concept of, well, sharing your affection that bothers me. Like any other emotion, I must assume that love is not a finite resource. My feelings for you do not seem to be real. Yeah, Tithy has been through a lot over the last 11 seasons. Um, so it's kind of it nice. Yeah. To, nice? Is that, yeah. So it's kind of nice, I guess, to see here, not in physical danger, but just an emotional danger. That's all. Well, and that was part of why, like, when we were talking about ideas for this season, this kind of came up, and I said, I really want to play this story, if you'll let me, because Tithia has lost so many people in the Kingery. She's, the joke was, for years, poor Tithia, what are we going to do to her next year? Like, that was, she was, her life has been tough, and I... I really felt like the the natural evolution for a character like her, it, you know, if she's at all, you know, like me, is you lose that many people and you realize that, you know, you don't want to lose anymore. And the, the relationships you form and the bonds you form are each important. And the idea that one of them could tank the other one over jealousy or the idea that Tithia no, can't no, somehow no. care about both people equally um, is really important to her. So I I wanted to go through this in the messy kind of way that people can go through this. I mean, not everybody has the benefit of being like, I read a book on being polyamorous and I went into a meetup for the polyamory group and I understand being poly now. Like, not everybody gets to do that. Um, so... I mean, there's no PowerPoint? No, unfortunately, Sorry. there's no like, and there's no like courses. I've tried. Um, you just gotta, you gotta figure it out. Um, and uh, and I was really pleased that we got to kind of do that and have Tithia kind of get to express that, you know, that's just how she is. Like she doesn't. There, there are so many bigger problems that she has dealt with and that the Kingery has dealt with that something as petty as being jealous over how how much you like someone uh, just doesn't compute for her. <laughs> Um, but she understands how hard that is. And then bless Hebe for being like, well, you know, if I had to, I, you could program me is such a, a huge, uh, extension of trust from him. But I mean, that's not what she needs and that's not what, what palace needs. So I thought it was really cool to kind of play the dynamic of, of, yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that the uh, directions here are touched, but mostly kind of wants to throw up. 
Yeah, and and this year especially, what? Tithia has put is to bed the idea that she programmed right. Hebe to love her. That is officially like she now understands that's not what happened. Um, because I wanted this to come off like from a, a point of honesty, especially after all of the deception mm -hmm. that they went through. Giving her, unless we are all okay with spending time together, could I just I don't know date you both and schedule it out? Probably could, yeah. If, if you were Fun fact, I know people who do that who actually do schedule out their relationships. That's a perfectly valid that is a perfectly valid way to be poly, just not mm -hmm. what not what Tithias would go for. Yeah. If it works for you, great, yeah, but at the same time, if you're gonna have a whole polycule sort of thing, yep, exactly. you gotta be able to uh make sure everybody can get on the same page or at least willing to be in the same room with each other without throwing chairs. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you say time is a finite resource, which does bring up a point of I do have. Not because of my own feelings, but rather because I think you would pull away from me as a result. What are you talking about? There are physical needs that you would wish to have satisfied, and I might not be as equipped for them. Oh, bless. Hey, Please. And, and uh, this is where, for me, it actually kind of comes to me, since I'm asexual and my wife is not. Right. So we've had to kind of work that situation out as well, as far as, you know, I know you've got things you need. And, you know, without getting too physical, sometimes it does involve compromise, you know? And that and that was that was part of the perspective I was coming from, because uh, Chris is gray ace. So um, so so, you know, that's that has been a, a point of discussion in, and it, it is a point of discussion when you have someone who is his, you know, is ace and you're in you're in a relationship with them. So um, it was I wanted to make sure that they talked through that. And I thought it was kind of cool, like if, it, you know, because. We never talked about if Hebe is necessarily ace. He's certainly not Arrow. He has romantic feelings for Tithia. But, you know, he 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 lacks certain biological drives. Yeah, also the lower oh, yeah. half of his body got blown off. <laughs> that too. Yep. I mean, it, it's just, you know, Hebe has remarkable self-awareness and is expressing this, you know, openly through the communication, as you said. And uh, that's exactly, I think, what's needed. I'm I'm... You know, I, I mean, I'm learning new things all the time here, so. That's awesome, because, like, that was the, like, I'm like, if people are learning things, that's awesome, because one of my, like, biggest rally cries in, like, video gaming is, God, for the love of God, give me poly relationships. I don't know why we can't have those. Um, uh, because it's not like polyculture doesn't exist. It is a counterculture. It, it, it is growing more, more well-known by the hour, but, um, uh, I thought it was really cool that, you know, of all the things, we, we hadn't really explored it <laughs> here at Pendant. And I was like, well, we have an opportunity to, so. So we go from that lovely scene there to Papa Arkell's apartment. Oh, God, yeah. And, and then uh, we're into this. Got the jazz going on in the background a little bit. Uh, first, we got Justin Fife as Papa Arkell, Melissa Autumn Hearn as Allison. And I'm going to have to look this one up because I know I will butcher it. Bridget Guzowitz, uh joining the cast here as Madison, and uh, we're going to be seeing a lot from them in the future as well. So, uh, welcome to the Kingery, kid. Yeah. And so this kind of builds on stuff we've been working on the last couple episodes where Allison's realizing that her dad needs somebody to take, keep an eye on him, and she's realizing, I can't, and I really don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Allison was like, I'm tapped out. <laughs> And that's just the thing you got to deal with when your parents start getting older. And in this case, you've got a yep. 
brain puree sort of thing going on. Yep. I mean, this this scene was fun just because, you know, they're bickering back and forth and, you know, just, just giving each other shit the entire time. And, you know, Allison's realization of, wait a minute, if I just started haranguing him, I could have gotten him to respond. It, this this was fun. And, and this was another instance where I was able to just kind of, you know, was able to cheat and use, you know, sound effects from all the other pendant shows that I've used or, or uh, done audio engineering for. And uh, so I was able to make them. Recycling, it's fun. Justice, Justin gave us some wonderful yummy noises there as he's eating his cooey wings. Cooey again. Yeah, well, he, he, he did it, and then I, I started mixing that in. And I will say that in the next scene that I mixed, I actually took some of the eating noises he made and I used turned that into an alien language. So there are people talking on the on, on the market. Um, oh my so, God, that's so amazing. Technically, technically, Justin gets credit for two characters, three characters. Um, so yeah, that's a new kind of Frankenlining. I like that. I get it. It's good recycling. Pitch shift, yeah. change the tempo. You know, nice. kind of stutter it a little bit, and yeah, you've got completely, completely new characters. And uh, Bridget was really excited to, to get this role. She said uh, this was his first job. This was his first audition ever in uh, audio drama. So, wow. Really? Well, fantastic. Is, they're very excited to be part of the show. So hopefully we get a little more for them to do uh, later down the road. Everything there is a first time. I mean, I, I know I fell in love with writing Madison. So I had told Tilly right off the bat that I was like, if we could find excuses to keep Madison around, I'd like to. Or the many to serve the one. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. I'm <laughs> just gonna keep, just gonna, just gonna slide that in there, just like I'm sliding into your DMs. Just gonna slide that in there. Yeah. Actually, have you eaten anything? You can go take a breather. So, fun story about the scene, um, because I wasn't expecting to write anything of Papa Arkell, uh, this year, and then when I picked the episodes I wanted, I saw an opportunity for this one. I thought that was really cool. But um, this, a lot of this is based off of um, the fact that uh, my my grandmother is is in end of life care. Um, and I have to tell you, my her caretaker is one of my favorite people ever because just like Madison, this woman takes no shit. Um, and she gives as good as she gets. So it was really cool to kind of... Uh, have a chance to process some of the lessons I'd learned and sort of like the way that uh, my grandmother's caretaker operates and, and how, how she's supportive uh, while also, you know, not being afraid to do the tough stuff that sometimes you don't want to do with a loved one. Like it's, it's really exhausting emotionally to like have to hammer your grandmother to do things like you don't want to have to do that. Whereas this is a person who is paid to do that. And it's a lot, it's a very different dynamic. Um, but uh I really liked that um, I had a, a unique opportunity to get to have uh, Allison and, and Papa Arkell bond here because I really like had forgotten that that was part of the episode uh, until I started writing it. I was like, oh, this is really awesome. So, um, and I will say uh, thank you to Tilly for encouraging me on this scene because I was really nervous turning in this episode. And uh, both Tilly and Susan were very supportive um, of... of Kind of all of the stuff that I had to unpack in this this scene, especially. 
yeah. This is kind of a nice moment where uh, she kind of comes out to him without actually coming out to him because he's kind of figured out yeah. that she's his daughter. Well, even though he remembers the son, she's now his daughter. But hey, whatever. But yeah, it's it's a good it's a good emotional connection there, it, despite the fact that they're kind of you know, emotionally repressed and distant. They they are starting to kind of you know, get in each other's orbit again and be okay with it. So mm-hmm. I mean, th- this was fun, and I managed to find like by accident emotional music that fit the exact tempo of their speech. So I I was oh, pretty nice. thrilled with yeah. that. But it was like, okay, yeah, they're having a memory. He's, you know, they're having a moment. There, there's got to be emotional music here. So, thank you, universe. I'm not exactly good at the whole <laughs> bearing my fucking soul thing. Neither am I. But it's not my job to approve your life. I also really like that um, Allison is finding things about her father that are positive that she can associate to. Um, and that, and that, like, like that, Papa Arkell recognizes that he really screwed up. <laughs> like, like, I just, just, I, I felt like this was like some very needed bonding and catharsis, especially for Allison. Um, but uh, I gotta say, Justin, Justin, and 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 Lister just acting the hell out of this thing. <laughs> I wish I'd been there. Yeah. Nice moment here. Now let's go have some fun. Maybe we had a nice little moment. Now let's go break <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, it's not a jail. Well, this is more like old people jailbreaking. Hey, you want to leave this place and go for a walk? <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, you know, with an Arkell, breaking shit is always a definite possibility. True. True. But it's more like he's breaking his diet than breaking, you know, the law. I'm just so or, happy to work chuckle fox into an episode finally i'm so excited myself well not just once not just once but yep. multiple times yeah yeah this this scene like that this speech that zeph gives i was just like so proud of myself like i just sat there cackling to myself after i wrote it like i this was so great i and and i'm so excited to hear all of it also yeah i like that i got to write this little like uh cal and um oh no i've forgotten which one it is uh but one of the marines um they keep they keep going into sync on accident um it's one of my favorite like buddy comedy tropes so i had to use it i wasn't looking forward to editing this scene because i hate synchronized talking but Every line, they managed to have at least one take where they were synchronized yes. perfectly. So that was, I think, a sign that I knew this is going to work well. So we got Russell Gold here as Zeph, Christopher Gilstrap as Cal, Alicia Lane Pickens as Maddie, Kristen Kleiman as Chris, and Christine Chester as Aaron. Sorry, Caitlin. Hey, hey, I read the credits, Chris. damn it. I read the credits. But I don't have the credits in front of me, so go ahead. Well, I'm done now. <laughs> For now. <laughs> I, I ruined it. I ruined the moment. Ruined the moment. Russell Gold is Zeph. 
Caitlin Kleiman is Chris. I, I I can do all those great for for for, for at least a, a full season. I couldn't read sensitivity reader Christine Chester without stuttering, and now yeah. I have that down. But now I can't okay, say I can see that. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I get all the way down there, and it's like sensitivity reader Christine Chester, and and for some reason I would just I'd screw up the syllables there, and now I got it locked, and everything else goes to goes to crap. Because you all know the details of the case. And you might see different sides of the case that could lead to finding mask. You just gotta talk it out. Finding mask. Sure. They're never gonna find him. He's, he's too Yeah, brilliant. talk it out. That's the theme of this episode, you guys. Talk it the F out. <laughs> you just wanna get out of here. Fuck yes, I do. <laughs> Have a perp to catch. I don't wanna be having this. Alicia does exasperation so well. Yep. Also, you don't get to call anyone a chuckle fuck in my precinct, Zephram. <laughs> Only I do. Okay. Yay, chuckle fuck. Only I do. She's using his real name, so you know it's serious. Telling me to do the work that the As opposed to my, you know, actual job. Brownie gave you three of the best Marines. Marines follow orders. The more explicit, the better. <laughs> Maddie, you don't want them to get in your way, then delegate. Give them clear tasks with goals. Oh, and if you don't want them to rough people... I love that over the last few seasons we've gotten um, more military, but still ultra-fabulous Zeth. It's a nice tweak to his character that I've really enjoyed. As of this moment, you do not yeah. place your hands on a civilian. If they refuse to answer questions... There's a nice little sound effect there where you hear him snap to attention, so you hear them snap to the heels on the ground. Yep. Then you escalate to Captain Gray. Understood? Understood, sir. I'm not going to ask you why, sir. Ask me no questions, <laughs> I tell you no lies. And there is a chance that they have heard or seen things you haven't because people know who you are. They don't know these three. The only thing missing from this episode, it's 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 all great, but but I think I think Mask should have appeared, you know. I don't know why. It's just it's such a great character. Gee, I don't know. That's so strange, Adam, that you would suggest such a, a thing that makes so much sense. Uh. Right? Well, Papa Arkell and Allison have a little walkabout. Yep. I mean, nice atmosphere here. Oversimplification of events and my people, they helped. A lot. Even gonna lie, that is a line in honor of one of my favorite uh, favorite agents, Jimmy Woo. That it's a gross oversimplification of events. It's one of my favorite lines from WandaVision. Too long to figure that out. Dad, you know. Proc always fucking out. Poor Proc. For what it's worth, I'm more like Sylvia than I want. Yeah, I was trying to think of things that, like, you know, what are some decisions that we know Allison's made over the years that, like, probably really have not, have not sat well with her? And, you know, I kind of, I kind of, kind of was like, I don't know, the, the, fir the first one where you really know things start to go south was Proc. And I was like, I feel like it's worth talking about. Um, but I like... Well, that's one she's revisited over the years, too. Having dreams with him. And then yeah. he came back for a while. And the way Cass talks about you, I didn't think... Yeah. One of those things just keeps coming back, whether you like it or not. Yep. 
fucking time, it feels like. You did what you thought. Then up here is Sleazy Kiosk Salesman. We have Dan Beto. A few years ago, I thought I knew everything. Yes. Now. <laughs> now and and Dave's instructions to me were, you know, either Madison or the Sleazy Kiosk Salesman can be uh, a strange-looking-sounding alien. And I was like, okay, well, I mean... You gotta be if you're gonna be sleazy, then you might as well have a really weird voice to go with it. <laughs> Sounds so good. I'm not Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's nice to especially with the one off characters do that so that we show that not everybody at the Kingery is you know, humanoid. They all can kinda of sound a little different. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Star Trek where they have like a weird nose or something or spots. You heard him, right? Pretty sure he called my daughter a bitch. That's what I thought too. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> yup! <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> that was all Sylvia. You love those little zappy noises, too. Well, like I said, Allison, Al Allison is hell on the sleazy kiosk salesman at the camera. <laughs> I mean, no. you kind of got to feel it. issues. She beats the hell out of all of them. Don't be sleazy, and maybe you won't get beat up. It's called respect, bitches. Look it up. There you go. I cleaned up all the trash that the AI hired. Looks like I missed one. Not like I missed. Well, Allison, that's what you get for using AI software to go through all the permits and the applications. Agreed. Agreed. One by one. What then? Well, to be fair, that was probably AI socks that set up a lot of these. You know, she missed. Doing business while you could, buddy. Well, I, I, I do have to say, Kat, I, I have to thank you because, um, you know, I mean, in one of the earlier episodes, there was Samantha Starfucker. And I don't I don't have to say that for me. It was like like having to work up to that one. I, did, I mean, I keep waiting for a name that's even more extreme than that. So thank you for sparing me that. Yeah, now yeah, that I've said yeah. it, somebody's going to somebody's going to do it. <laughs> but now that's my goal for season 12 is to find a more offensive Shit. name for you to have to read. <laughs> Oh, I still can't God. believe I got my wife to play a character named Samantha Starfucker. <laughs> As Samantha Starfucker, I'm like, come on, I, I, yeah, I got yeah. for you. Anyway, putting that to one side, our list. Do I remember my first role for Pendant was seminar, and I had to take my carefully cultivated British accent and destroy it and make it sound awful. So, you know, it's just, it, I, I feel like it's a rite of passage for every show. I have to mangle one of the accents I do. Or one of the affectations that I do with my voice, and so here we we, we did that. That's right. Audio video wall of crap masks. Like anyone's coming out of a meeting with masks, sporting an amped up metabolism because of some new drug. Bingo. Plus, we did almost get mask before that. Didn't your guy grab the mask that attached to their face? It was their face. Yeah, it was their face. My God, I love them. I think it's kind of cute. Yeah, I just kind of picture mask walking around with an iPad attached to the front of his head. You gotta wonder, did he have a did mask have a replacement face at home, or, or did, did did they just like put a, a like a Halloween? Mask, I feel like, like I feel like mask, mask is like uh like Chiri from Fushigi Yugi, just a million masks underneath the one mask. I am insulted. No, well, I was just thinking like Deadpool. Like you take off the the, the, the mask yes. and then there's a cutout of Hugh Jackman. 
fucking with you. You should be worried. She is <laughs> at the end of her rope. We're two seconds away from her going nuclear. Or checking out. <laughs> which is worse. Oh, Cal, the only thing I'm thinking is that we are still no closer to finding Mask than we were when we started. And while all of this has been a fun little chat... I do like uh, Maddie's I am a million percent done with everyone attitude this entire episode. It's like me by 4 o'clock on a Friday. Nothing. So at the moment, yeah. I'm done with all of you. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. That's me before coffee. We literally need a lead to walk in here screaming, Please, someone help me. I'm being chased by a rogue AI to figure it out. Please, someone help me. Sox is coming for me. Ah, so the original version of that line was, in fact, please help me, there's a rogue AI after me. And then Tilly was like, that's too on the nose, change that. <laughs> Look, I don't have a lot of time. I finally got away from her. I mean, I did a pretty good job of covering up how I got out, but she's, she's ever... Well, he has dried out a bit, considering that the uh, last time we saw him, he was climbing out of a literal bucket of shit. Yes. He was doing an Andy Dufresne. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And he still didn't come out clean on the other side. Dr. Bowerman and, and Max. <laughs> They're all working with her. I knew it. Yes, she mentioned that about 10 seconds ago. Perfect. And now the star of the show, Adam, doing credits. Yes. <laughs> the Kingery. Thank you very much. Max <laughs> Is Thank you very much to all the people who have given me pronunciation keys for everyone's names. We try. It's better than guessing. Yes, if you don't tell us how to say your name, we will butcher it. Even if it's a simple name, we'll find a way to butcher it. Yep. So yeah, that is episode 10. We are just two episodes away from the explosive season finale. Yes, I've seen the script for the episode, and let me tell you, it is explosive, kids. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Especially the crowd. Anyway, yeah, uh, tell us what you think. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies. We're not picky. Directed by Dave Morgan. Assistant Director Adam Blanford. Produced by Pendant Productions. Uh, PendantAudio.com is the website. Uh, thank you, Cat. You've finally done your time on commentaries. <laughs> Three in a row. Thank you for Adam stepping in helping uh, direct this episode. We appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. A lot of fun. And join us next month when it'll be uh, Susan Bridges with us and uh, I believe Jeff Robinson will be uh, is the assistant guest director. So until next time, we'll see you. Fantastic. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.